Hello, everybody. Welcome to the PA Turn Pod. Uh, today's episode, we are going to cover the Sixers' recent run. Uh, they did lose, unfortunately, tonight against Charlotte at home. Afterwards, we're going to touch on their trade scenarios. Rich Paul, Maury, Casper, Redacted, all those involved. Uh, next is the NBA Roundup. You know, Morant, Brooklyn, the return of one, Clay Thompson. And then also the national championship game review as my Georgia Bulldogs defeated Rob's Alabama Crimson Tide. Take that, Rob. Um, we'll also cover the correct firing of Joe Judge and our wins and L's. But first, uh, let's take a quick pause for our, our sponsors at Anchor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PA Turn Pod. This is episode number 32. The I can't think of any 32. Jordan Backwards. Jordan Backwards, the Shaquille Michael Lewis episode. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, the, the Jason Huntley. I don't even know. Um, oh, Steve Carlton was 32, wasn't he? Or one of those guys, Wazinski, somebody. Sure. Somebody was 32. Mike Lieberthal. Sure. Not. Um, uh, the only Pennsylvania Raiders podcast. I'm Rob, joined as always <laughs> by Joel. How are you this evening? Um, pretty good. A little bit tired. I just before we went on the air, I just shared with Rob that uh, I am running on fumes. I did not sleep an an ounce of anything last night or this morning or whatever it was. I don't know what day it is now, but uh, I'm running on fumes and a small can of Red Bull and adrenaline. But I'm here. I'm ready. Let's go. Episode two of three this week. Yes. 2022. We're coming out swinging. No more anthology episodes. We're just breaking them up in three episodes in one week. We're like a sitcom, except we're funnier. Um, <laughs> before we get going, I just want to make a quick announcement to anybody out there that's listening. Um, I would assume that anybody who listens to this podcast is either A, supporting us or B, a huge fan of sports, most likely football. Um, friends and I are running a, a fantasy football league for the postseason. It is, uh, if you're interested in joining, we are looking for people. There's no maximum for the league. It is a $50 buy-in fee. You can buy in as many times as you want. Basically, all you do is you pick a team, you can have whoever you want, so you and I can have the same players on it. Um, the only thing is, once the first game kicks off for the entire playoffs, your roster is locked. So if you have Patrick Mahomes on your team, he loses Sunday. You got to stash him on the bench the rest of the way. Um, if anybody's interested, send us a DM at PA underscore turnpod, send us an email, PA turnpod at gmail.com or reach out to one of us. If you have our phone numbers or contact information on the internet somewhere, we'll get you in. We're, we're taking anybody. As long as you pay, you're fine. You can join. Your mom can join. Your brother can join. Your dog can join. Um, the way we do it is since there's no set amount, because we had 35 people a couple of years ago, 20 last year and like 50, a couple of years ago, um, 70% of the money goes to the winner. 20% goes to second place and 10% goes to third place. We're looking at about two to three dozen people this year. So anybody interested, feel free to reach out. Um, Joel, actually, you came in what, first place last year? 1,000%. My first time in, I just let, let everybody know the king is here. So I'm looking to defend my title. So it's really not that hard, right? You can, you can, because you, you're not a big fantasy player, right? No, I'm just, I just, but you were able to football. do it. You know what you were doing. Yeah. 
um, any questions or anything, feel free to reach out. Um, we're looking for people. Doesn't matter. At, if you're interested, it's on real time sports, which is, uh, it, you just have to download the app or use the website and then you set your roster players lock when their games begin, but your, your roster locks the first weekend of the season. So by the time you get to the Super Bowl, you're pretty much down to like two or three guys. So it's fun. And, uh, it's actually really enjoyable because you get to see um, other people's rosters once the games begin. You can't yeah. see them before, though, which is cool. So I might, Joel and I probably have similar players. If you picked yours yet, I haven't picked mine yet, but uh, I haven't even, no, I haven't picked them yet. I'm probably going to do it Friday afternoon after we record because um, I will have done a little bit more research on the games. And usually what I do, I don't know how your strategy was last year, but usually what I do is I sit there and kind of hand write a bracket and figure out who I think is going to go the furthest and then try to pick players that way because I don't want to pick a guy like, um, I don't know, say you're a huge Eagles fan. I don't want to pick Dallas Goddard. And then, he's you know, he's first. out the first weekend. Yeah. Uh, my strategy was not doing a bracket, but seeing who the, the four teams I would think that are going to go all the way. But put heavy on that and then say, like, there's two running backs or three running backs or whatever, or three wideouts. One of those slots will be for like a team that I know won't make it to the Super Bowl, but I know this person will have a big game in points that will go a long way. The thing that's tougher now, actually it makes it easier now, is there's only one buy per conference. The first two years that we did the league, I think it was before you joined, actually the first three years we did the league, because I think we did 17, 18, and 19, um, there were two buys per conference in the first round. So my first year I had Brady and Roethlisberger and they both had buys. And so I, I, yeah, so I went into it cause I figured they were going to go to the AFC title game. So I went into wildcard weekend with only one quarterback and I think it was Cam Newton. So it was a weird one or it was either Cam or, um, Matt Ryan. I forget who it was, but, uh, he was in a shootout. So you want to either secure the points early on or get them later on. Uh, but that's our little plug. Again, if you're interested, $50 per person, you can have multiple teams if you want, as long as you pay for each team. Um, Real-time sports, reach out to one of us, PA underscore turnpod um, on Instagram or PA turnpod at gmail.com. Send us an email, or if you want to just text us if you have our information. Um, it's my buddy Jeff is running the league. I help him a little bit with the settings and stuff because the website's a pain in the neck, but um, I feel like we have a pretty good system in place. And a uh, winner was paid, what? the day of last year so yeah. no, nobody it's not a money laundering scheme yeah i got paid yeah the um my and one was, gripe however oh, yeah. i'm sorry oh, no, i was gonna say i got paid and i was because rob was so welcoming to bring me into this league i gave him a little little something so yeah <laughs> as he does a little shuffle and i bought my house with that money um i'm just doing the lord's work here i'm just you know yeah. providing for my peoples it's very much appreciated um so the, the league the reason we we did it ourselves and it, it got smaller um, two years ago is because we found out the guy that was running the league before was like basically pocketing money from everybody. Oh my God. Um, he told us that it was $50 to buy in 45 goes toward the, the, the league or whatever. And $5 gets paid to the website. And then we did the math. There was like 42 people were like, we're not going $200 is not the fee for the website. So my buddy actually recalled the, like the, the help number on the website. Mm-hmm. it's 1995 to run a league no matter how many people are in it so this dude was pocketing five bucks already to call it gambling etiquette so, <laughs> so that dude can get expletived and uh into the ground yeah so screw that guy and then um 
we're going to move forward and do our own league. And it was fun last year. Winner got paid immediately. No money laundering. It was pretty cool. And we're straight away. Um, what do you want to get into first here? Uh, well, let's just rip the wound right off. The Sixers took an L today. So uh, you were working at the time of the game. I was watching a good bit of it. I got home, I think, right around the time the game began and didn't see a ton of the first half. Actually, I saw the first five minutes of the game, then I ate dinner, caught most of the second half. Um, this felt early on like a game they were going to let the Hornets hang around. Ah. Um, let's fill the listeners in real quick. Uh, the Hornets beat the Sixers 109-98 um, in regulation tonight in Philly at the center. Uh, the Sixers had been winners of seven consecutive games and had previously been winners of 16 consecutive games against Charlotte, which is a five-year winning streak, basically, which was the longest in the NBA at the time that it, it ended. So the Sixers had pretty much owned the Hornets. Uh, things like this are bound to happen. However, yeah. um, the Hornets went with an eight-man rotation and they beat the Sixers, who basically went with a nine-man rotation. I'll get to the rotation in a moment. but uh, So Charlotte got 30 from Gordon Hayward. Um, 22 from Terry Rozier in 40 minutes, 21 from Miles Bridges, uh, 13 from Leon, um, Leangelo, uh, Lamelo Ball, and then 11 from Cody Martin off the bench. Um, PJ Washington also came off the bench. Jaden McDaniels also came off the bench. Jay Lynn McDaniels, I'm sorry. Um, everybody on the Hornets starting five was a plus in the in the uh, the plus minus. Mm-hmm. Two of their three bench players were were uh, net negatives, and then one was uh, zero. So. Um, crazy thing is PJ Washington off the bench had two points and eight rebounds. Uh, Sixers got 31 from Embiid. I believe that's now eight, eight consecutive games over <laughs> yeah. 30 points. Oh my God. Actually nine consecutive games with 30 points or more. We like uh, he did He did it in 32 minutes. So at least he didn't overextend himself. He was a minus 16. All five starters were minuses. Yeah. Danny green was the, uh, the high man at a plus six. Um, and B gave him 31. Harris gave him 17. Uh, 10 from Curry, who's really kind of fallen off lately. Maxi had 10. Thibel had nothing. Corkmaz uh, had 14 off the bench. And Yang had a three. Uh, Drummond had two points in 19 minutes. Powell, Bassey each had two. And Danny Green had seven. So Danny Green, by the way, since the last time he recorded, they gave him a stat in his infamous cardio game. Yeah. They gave him credit for a steal. So look at him. And he did. He did have a foul, so he had two stats. But come on now, your uh, your rant no longer is valid. So, so I'm kidding. Uh, Damn. <laughs> so Embiid, rough one, seven turnovers. So early on, it felt like one of those games where they were just kind of letting the opposing team stick in it. As the game went on, Doc had a a twin tower lineup in the fourth quarter, which I wasn't thrilled with because he had Drummond and Embiid on the floor at the same time along with Harris, Corklaws, and I believe Curry. Thibel was not very good tonight. Um, Danny Green was actually decent. He looks to have his legs under him to, to an extent. Yang gave him nothing off the bench. Corklaws was solid. I enjoyed what I saw from him. He's been on a nice little run lately, 24, 27, 12, and 14 in his last five games, ever since his zero-point performance in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but he was good. Maxi was inefficient, but I felt – good when he had the ball in his hands um like the floor general curry was very much um like casper the friendly ghost tonight however he has been solid his last few he, he's fallen off a little bit he doesn't feel like as prominent of a member of the offense but he did have 43 points his last two games before tonight 
Um, Casper, the friendly ghost, went six of 14 from the field, but at least he had 17 points. So he kept him in a little bit on the scoreboard. He apparently is playing with bursitis in his shoulder. Oh, my goodness. Um, so that would explain all the missed layups. Um, Drummond had what I can only describe as the special Olympic play of the game where he, he had the, so he, he goes through and I say it every once in a while, you'll probably hear me say it is um, if if you can't dribble, don't like Embiid (laughs) Embiid early in his career, he got fell in love with dribbling and he still does it too much, but at least he can get, two places on the floor and the problem is nobody else on the team can dribble aside from maxi and, Th- and um curry curry and cork <laughs> but um drummond had the ball at the top of the key and i think they should have whistled and put a helmet on him before this play began <laughs> he starts dribbling and he goes into the lane and he tries to do a behind the back pass Not everything everything looked good until there were no sixers in the lane to receive the pass because everybody on the team was on the perimeter um, he he did have a nice dunk, I believe. That was like his only basket. But um, and they did control the offensive glass when he and Embiid played together. Problem is, the two of them together did not really make it. Like, it's never worked with Embiid another big on the floor because he just uh, clogs they, up the the paint. Yep. Then you have Embiid at the perimeter because he's a better shooter. It's the same yeah. thing with Redacted when he's out there. Yeah, then it happens with Harris too. <laughs> They got to they figure this out. Like, they tried it with Okafor. They tried it a little bit with Noel. It, it, they tried it a little bit with Holmes. They never tried it with Amir Johnson, never tried it with Greg Monroe, which is good, but they, Redacted does it too. Harris is not much of a help, and now Drummond is here. And I get that they're kind of stuck because there's not that many players available to him on a given night, but it, 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 the rotations are just uh, – I'm not a huge fan. I don't remember Dwight. No, they, I think they only did it whenever they needed to rebound late in a game or if they needed to defend like an inbound and they had Dwight come in and just guard the ball. But Drummond is a much better rebounder than, oh, yeah. than Dwight is. And at least Embiid's role has expanded to the point where he can stretch the floor a little bit. So I get it in like a three or four minute burst, but I feel like they were on the floor together for like eight minutes tonight. That's a little too much. I, yeah. I don't know. I guess I mean, Doc is... Grasping at straws and seeing what lineups and what he can do, yeah, to, to win this the, game. Or just the regular like, season is kind of a time to figure out what what you're going to do long term. Anyway, like the regular season to me has always just been a very long, like prologue before the playoffs begin. So you yeah. may as well try some things out now because you don't want to be trying them out in April. So I'm everyone, fine with that. I think everyone yeah. is ready for the All Star break at this point. Yeah, and I think they're they're they got hot at a decent time, but I think they need to finish strong. Because Chicago, I don't know if you saw any of the game tonight. They're playing Brooklyn. Chicago looks really good. Brooklyn looks just as good. And we'll get to the Kyrie Irving thing later, but um, but both those teams look really good. And the East is not getting any any softer. Miami's going to get healthy at some point. And you know, there's a lot of good teams in the East. And you know, Boston's always been a pain in the neck to the Sixers. The Knicks look maybe decent. The Hawks look good. Uh, the East is on the come up. Tonight just felt kind of like one of those games where they let a, a not so great team beat them, which is fine. Happens from time to time. Just don't make it a habit. I mean, it looks like a habit. I think they did it with the uh, the Magic. Similar score yeah. too, like you know about ten points difference or whatever. But the Magic were in this game the whole time, which I I told you at the time it should have never been. Even though they won the game handily, 
It should have never been that close. Like Embiid should have rested for the most of the fourth quarter if he did play that game. Um, but I can't wait for. I think All Star break is around my birthday, mid February. So I can't wait till we can do the uh, mid season preseason reviews like we did with the NFL. I remember we did do some picks, and I was high on Chicago. You had them in the playoffs, but you had them at the bottom. Your boy over here had them, I think, at number two or three. So yeah, I was a little overzealous. I think I had Sixers middle of the road. So I can't wait to see we can uh, review that. Yeah. I got to go listen to the episode so I can take notes on what we had as our our predictions because I don't think I have screenshots or anything of it. Same, and we do a spreadsheet and we keep track of it. Yeah, the the spreadsheet is very, uh, very loaded with information, but it's all football stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we'll throw the unless the NBA stuff is on there, and I just it's too big for me to find. That's what she um, said. Well, so there are, eh. oh, maybe. Is it? Yeah, maybe. It shouldn't be that hard to find. Um, <laughs> couple news and note, uh, like a good bit of news and notes here. Yeah. Um, we'll start first with the uh, the Sixers centric news and notes. Um. A rumor came out yesterday from uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, who is the king right now of saying nothing, but using a lot of words to do so. And we'll get to that in a moment. Um, Casper the Friendly Ghost is supposedly available in any type of redacted trade. They're, all the players just have nicknames at this point. So Tobias Harris supposedly <laughs> has been has become uh, available in trade talks and has been discussed as a like an extra piece in a trade that would send BS out of Philly. Um, most likely would need a third team to make it all work because it's about $80 million in salary, if not more Yeah, between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Kuzma kind of clowned them on Twitter. I was just going to um, bring some, that up. <laughs> yeah. Some, somebody actually asked Casper um, tonight after the game about it, and he said it's been a rough couple of days. He didn't want to get into it. So at least me to think it's real. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, even so, like you don't want your name being brought up in any trade talks, especially when you sign, you know, a deal and it's like, yeah. and then you're being lumped in with BS when you already know he hasn't played for the team. He has at least been there played. He plays his heart out. You know, they all yeah, do. We, we get on Casper a little bit, but he does. He, he's a, a great teammate and a great human, yeah. somebody that you, you know, you want to root for and somebody you wish were just better because it's, it's so easy to root for him. Um, it, it would suck to lose him as a, as a leader and lose his presence. However, he's just, at this point, I think he's got negative trade value. Yeah. And you that, almost need to attach 25 to him to get rid of him. And that contract is just... Yeah. So if they are able to get rid of both, and let's say they don't take on a max player in return, or at least nothing crazy salary-wise, maybe young guys or picks or whatever, if they can somehow work that, or maybe if they get a guy... Love. But at a big expiring contract like Kevin Love... um. In not this upcoming summer, but the following one, they will have two max slots worth of cap space. Now, will anybody want to come to Philly to play with them? Be who knows? Can they trade for somebody? Who knows? But that's about two max spots available. And you know the way that you know stars talk to each other. Maybe James Harden comes to Philly. Maybe Bradley Beal comes to Philly. Maybe Dame run, runs from the grind. Um, maybe Zion. I don't know. Maybe Luca wants out. Luca in Philly would be nice. I don't want Zion eating all the cheesesteaks. I don't need him yeah. to find Alessandro's well, or any of these good. Especially now that Embiid has gotten his body back 
and looks to be in phenomenal shape. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll get Danny Green out of here too. Get him out of here. Even though you mean uh, Daniel Richard Green Jr. (laughs) Yes, that fucking guy. Yes. Um, Thibel, I he's on the lukewarm seat right now. He's not in the hot seat, but he's lukewarm. My man, you need to start producing on offense. You know, you're young, growing talent, and it only gets better. Just like Maxi, more time on the court, but you need to get, you need to start producing. So there was a, a proposed trade on Twitter the other day. It was uh, from Bobby Marks, who, as you know, made the worst trade in NBA history when he traded uh, basically the picks that became Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to Boston in exchange for 95-year-old Jason Terry, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Poopy Pants Pierce. Um, so he suggested the Sixers trade, um, he who shall not be named, and his compatriot, Matisse Thibel, to the Boston Celtics in exchange for Jalen Brown and Juancho Hernan Gomez, who uh, I believe Hernan Gomez was actually drafted by the Sixers once upon a time. Um, would you do that trade? Sure, at this point. Yeah, it would suck to see Thibel on the Celtics because he would just neutralize whoever the Sixers' best player is. But I, I'm not in favor of trading unless it's a one-for-one one or like a one-ish for one-ish trade. The only trade I would make with Boston is um, is basically a Jalen Brown trade. Yeah. That's what Which I, like, I would be thrilled Jaylen with Brown. that. I love Jalen Brown. That's what I'm saying. If I get Jalen Brown, I'll do it, but like begrudgingly at that point. But if it is a one-off, like a one-one, yeah, then yeah. I'll be honest with you. 25 is not going to be much happier in Boston than he was here. Oh, no. He'll he'll be like Kawhi. He'll just, you know, play his game. Yeah. Be a good, you know, good boy for the rest of the season and then really get the heck out of Boston. He, he yeah. wants to be far as possible from Philly. I would liken it to the way Jimmy played here, where he was just, he was here, but he was kind of checked out a little bit. Um, where for well, like Jimmy three months to come back, but then it was just yeah. the coaching well, and the whole. He went. Crap. He went two months without taking a three pointer. Jesus, um, he was out then. <laughs> so I think if BS goes to Boston, he'll go through the motions and then probably eventually get moved again. He'd be better off going to a Minnesota or an Oklahoma City or a place like that that he won't even people will forget he's a thing. And you'll, you'll every once in a while, you'll see, oh, uh, 25 had 13 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists tonight. Oh, that's right. He's in the league. But uh, his team lost 107-92. Ah. 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 I don't know. I'm sick of redacted. Um, so before we move on, uh, uh, yeah. Daryl Morey met with Rich Paul today for lunch. And they discussed the ongoing, you know, saga of 25. And uh, they are... Supposedly didn't really make any headway. They're still at a stalemate. Um, so we're going to, instead of asking what do you think happens, um, who do you think paid? Or do you think they sat there and just stared at each other until one of them blinked? That, the latter. They just yeah. you know, had a, a eye staring contest. What are the odds they're still there? Uh, what time is it? 1227 Eastern. Yeah, they're still there. They probably got dinner. Um what do you think they ate? What do you think they ate? Yeah. Fried calamari, spicy shrimp roll, maybe a grilled cheese sandwich. What Maury strikes me as a uh, as a salad guy. God. 
Rich Paul strikes me as uh, if it was lunch, maybe like a maybe like a fish fillet, like a um, Jesus Christ, like a like a little like some salmon action with a little vegetable medley. Uh, ah, bunch of garbage. I'm tired of Rich Paul. Um, there are a couple of things we can get to. Um, the John Morant block. I know yeah. you're enamored with. I saw the screenshot of it. I saw the one video of it. I didn't see much else. I just saw sports center going, "Wow, John Morant!" and then the uh, the emojis and stuff. He soared like a superhero. I thought it was it looked like a video game. It looked like soared a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, or like a bad CGI. I'm like, what's he doing? I thought so, it was like, I thought it was like a a glitch in the video. No, he soared, caught the ball. Like a like a receiver cat, a receiver in football catches it with his sticky gloves. Ball literally stops like that, comes down with it, and then goes across the other court. I believe scores, coast to coast. Um, without a ton of research, where do you think you have him right now in terms of point guards? If you had to rank him, top top seven. Yeah, I think third. Top seven. I think I have him third. Uh, Curry is definitely ahead of him. And um, either Kyrie or Damian Lillard is ahead of him too. No. Dame Lillard? No. Lillard's been rough this year, but I still think that Lillard's better. Oh, you're talking um, about all time? No, right now. Right now, right now? That's what I'm saying. Lillard's been banged up. I'm a slight town. But it's, you know, debatable. Not bad. All right. Uh, Clay Thompson's back. Cool. Yeah. pretty cool, though. He's great. And the grit and grind Grizzlies are maybe making a comeback. Um, uh, in other news, Clay Thompson is back. He made his long awaited return oh, yeah. on Sunday night. Um, I, I, I sent you the video of the intros. Um, it was exciting. He's been, you know, pretty much what you'd expect. Um, he scored, I think, the first Warriors bucket that night. He also dunked. He's played just under 40 minutes on uh, in two games, January 9th, January 11th. Um, 31 points on 12 of 31 shooting. He's five for 13 on three pointers, two for two at the line has six rebounds and four assists and five turnovers, a steal, two blocks and four fouls. So he's been kind of what you would expect. Uh, nothing crazy, but also not like bad. I can't wait till he's hundred percent. So I can put the house on him. Yeah. He, um, at one point in time, I thought he was a more pure shooter than, than Curry. And um, Curry obviously has has changed the way basketball is played, but I thought Clay shot for shot was just as good, if not better, than Curry at one point. Um, so I'm excited to see how they do. Uh, we both have them going to the finals, I believe. Uh, yeah. I, I forget so. who you, I think you had them and and Brooklyn. I have them in the box, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, do you? What do you? What are your expectations for him? My expectations were pretty moderate to low. I don't know how you feel. Uh, when he came coming back, or I guess coming back and then just going forward. Uh, moderate to high. I'm big on Clay Thompson. Yeah, um, it's been what two years in the making, two to three. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, A little while yeah. since he played. Yeah, I think since the playoff run against the Cavs. I think it was the year that they lost to the Raptors. Oh, the Raptors. Um. Because he got hurt, and then Durant also got uh, was injured that series. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And then I think Draymond got like a a silly foul or something. 
I don't know. I forget. That series was weird. I didn't um, really watch it. Yeah. Moderate to high. Um, I feel like this Warriors team has been dangerous. Wiggins is there now. The return of Wiseman. Yeah. Uh, Draymond looks like he's back to form now all of a sudden. Looney's playing well. Looney's playing well. Curry. Poole. He's just elevated his game even more. Yeah. Gary Payton's been very, very good. Um, Jordan Poole's playing well. They have a very deep team out of the playoffs in the past when they were on their big runs. Their bench was very, very important. And remember, expect, expect them also. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Expect them also to make a run during the right before the trade deadline because I don't think they're going to be just laying with the set roster. I think they're going to be making some moves. Yeah. Maybe even third team trade. I could I see think- Wiseman being moved in a deal to get a veteran or. They they might sign one of the guys that gets you know bought out, or Casper. Never know. They can have him. <laughs> would you trade? Um, would you trade the friendly ghost for Wiggins right now, straight up? Yes, I would. Too. Would you trade BS for Wiggins straight up? Yes. I think only I because too. Wiggins is going to play. BS is going to be at home. Wiggins has a little connection too with Embiid. Wiggins can also get his own shot. I I'm, I've been very impressed with Wiggins. He's quietly had a pretty good career. Um, he's not, you know, maybe number one talent, like number one pick talent the way he was when he came out of Kansas. But I think he had pretty high expectations when he came out of college. Um, so it's nice to see him playing well. I think he's, um, this is his, the best team he's been on in his career. Yeah, it's the best season he's had, I think. Yeah. Unless so. he had empty stats in Minnesota. But he like the eye test, he looks amazing. And it's only going to get better with Wiseman coming back and now the return of Clay yeah. Thompson. Clay Thompson is going to open up the floor for him like like you can't even imagine. So I'm excited to see Wiggins uh, blossom yeah. more. Yeah, Wiggins is going to be a dangerous player in the playoffs. Comeback, comeback player of the year? Well, I mean, Clay got it, but most improved, I guess? Yeah, he's certainly up there. I think it will go to Morant. Um, yeah. I forget who I who I suggested for this one. I don't I don't remember who you did either. Um, well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that'll be something we figure out. Um, and then one more note, Brooklyn is potentially allowed to play Kyrie Irving at home, which is what we were told they were not going to be able to do. Um, however, I'll read off the, the punishment for, um, such a, such an instance. Um, naturally my Twitter feed is refreshed. Um, so I know the first instance that they do it, they're going to get a warning. Um, second offense is a $1,000 fine. Third offense is a $2,000 fine. And then fourth offense and onward, a $5,000 fine per instance. So so if Kyrie plays five or more games or four or more games at home uh, without, you know, with the whole like vaccination mandate and everything um, until he is able to, you know, either comply or whatever, uh, it'll be a $5,000 fine from games four onward, uh, which is nothing to him, nothing to them. I don't know if that's a him fine. Or a Brooklyn fine, or if it's something Brooklyn will have to pay for, and then they're going to bill him for it. But um, do you think they are beneficial? It's more beneficial to them to, to just do it now, or wait until the playoffs. Maybe keep him on ice. I mean, it, it's chump change, and you know I don't think those owners care too much about paying the money because they you know they went up and they they got three huge superstars, and they have been willing to spend money in the past. Um, but what what do you think they would they should do, and what do you think they will do? I think they should do for the playoffs, but the thing they'll do now, and uh, yeah, they're just trying to get the number one seed. They're just yeah trying to have this all three, t- excuse me, all three guys gel together even better, be in sync, you know, play together, 
more more minutes on the court, and then also with the insertion of now Patty Mills this season, Joe Harris, I believe, is still out. Um, and He's then been the out return, a while. And then the return of uh, Lamarcus Aldridge back in the league. Um, yeah. yeah, I think they're just gonna do it now. They'll just, yeah, I, like you I said, think it's jump change. I think they'll pick their spots. I don't see I don't see him playing every home game. Oh no, but they're gonna have to work him back in anyway. Uh, maybe at a slow pace, but we'll see what happens. Like if Oklahoma City come into town, I'm um, yeah. Kyrie's playing. You're so. right, yeah. And even if they went to Oklahoma City, he's not but playing. If LeBron's <laughs> coming to town. You best believe yeah, he, Kyrie Irving. You better know he's going to play against his dad. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts, uh, news and notes in the NBA before we move on to? Uh, yes, one last one. Luca, come to Philly. the uh, the national championship. Sure. We have, yes. We have, um, we have the Rocky statue. Let me know when he lands the plane. Yeah, he doesn't need more food either. Um, Oh, dude! If he comes off the airport, off the in the the FBO in my job, if I see Luka Doncic, I might just shit myself right there. That's a little TMI. <laughs> Sorry, people, but, but I might be like Luka, and then that's it. So, uh, the national championship occurred as I predicted. North Dakota State won again. Uh, okay, they they also covered. Um, <laughs> so Georgia defeated Alabama Monday night. By a score of 33-18, which was only a couple points off from my prediction, only a couple points off from your prediction. And, um, I just had the wrong team, um, yeah. so you were correct. Fireman Joe was correct. I think most of the population was correct. I'm trying to find the Yahoo. Usually has a poll that'll tell you who the people thought was going to win. Actually, Alabama 55%, Georgia 45. Um, good game. They missed the over by two points. Uh, Georgia covered, however. Um, Stetson Bennett was 17 of 26 for 224 pair of touchdowns. Um, running back Zamir White, 13 carries, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Also, James Cook, the younger brother of Dalvin Cook, six carries for uh, 77 yards. Um, only one catch for George Pickens, but he was their leading receiver with 52. Adonai Mitchell, two receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. And then Brock Bowers had the other touchdown. Um, on the other side, Alabama, poor Bryce Young had to drop back 57 times, actually 61 times, um, 35 for 57 for 369, a touchdown, two picks, four sacks, 43 yards lost on those sacks. Brian Robinson, 22 carries for 68 yards. Um, Cameron Latu, tight end, five catches, 102, and a touchdown. Our buddy Jamison Williams, um, prayers up for him. Yeah. Uh, injured with a torn ACL. Um, expected to make a full recovery, which is exciting, but it does kind of suck in the short term. Um, any takeaways from this game? So I'll read off the scoring plays real quick. There was also um, another receiver that got hurt as well in that game. Uh, John Mechie missed the game with an injury for Alabama, but I don't remember who else got hurt during it. Um, Somebody. I forget. Number one? Uh, no, way. I think that was Jameson. Somebody. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so the first half was five field goals, three for Bama, two for Georgia. It looked like it was going to be an ugly game. It was nine, six at halftime. Like Samir White. Halftime. Yeah. Samir White scored the first. I went downstairs and played Madden. Uh, Zamir White had a <laughs> touchdown in the third quarter. Bryce Young hit Cameron Latu. Bama went up 18, 13. Stetson Bennett hit a touchdown pass, 19, 18. Georgia. That was Brock Bowers time, 26, 18. And then the pick six, Kelly Ringo. That put the game on ice, and that uh, that made Stetson Bennett cry. Um, I haven't seen the picture, but I heard it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, so the highlight of this one was um, Quavo and uh, Rodrigo Blankenship Motherfuck. on the sideline. You fuck. 
Why? Tell me why. My JR impersonation. Uh, there goes one W. Oh, I'm sorry. Ne- <laughs> never mind. We'll wreck on that one. Hot Rod is the highlight. Lucas Oil Stadium is blessed to have this man. He just had to walk to the stadium. <laughs> yes, Hot Rod. Uh, uh, Rodrigo Blankenship, kicker of the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Hopefully, uh, also any equal once uh, J.K. Late retires. A little um, bit of retribution that night as well, uh, of sorts. A couple of years ago, the year Bama defeated Georgia in the final. Um, Hot Rod actually had a very long field goal in overtime to temporarily put Georgia ahead um, before the Devontae Smith touchdown pass. So he actually hit a long one in overtime to kick off the scoring. He was one of the better kickers in college, which is why he got an NFL job. But Hot Rod, I'm sure that um, helps you get rid of a couple of ghosts watching his uh, his alma mater defeat their rival on Monday. And seeing his boy Quavo. And the 10-year challenge. What a stunt. Yeah, they, they uh, redid the photo. Look like the first one, Quavo was like, I don't know who this kid is, but what up? He just offered me some Legos and some nerds. And then did you see the the sneaker reaction from uh from Hot Rod? Yeah. Fire. He's he listen, he's got he's got sneaky um so I do have one question. Um I've seen some mock drafts with Jamison Williams being mocked to Philadelphia. Um would you still want him in the first round? And how early would you be willing to take him if that were the case? I don't know. So the Eagles right now are in the middle of the round. And then their own draft pick is yet to be determined. But I believe right now they have 15 and 16 um, between Probably. the Miami pick and the um, uh, the Indianapolis Wentz. pick. Uh, um, no, it's 15, 16, 32. Remember, we established this. Oh, you're right. 32, you're right. Um, Except the last time they had 32, they traded out of the first round after I watched the draft for four hours. <laughs> that was the year that they traded with uh, Baltimore. Baltimore took Lamar Jackson. And then the next day, Philly took Goddard in the second round. I watched every single pick of the first round that year. And the entire time I was like, please just take Calvin Ridley. Cause he kept falling and he kept falling and he kept falling. And then they trade the pick. And look at that. He might be an Eagle. He might be an Eagle anyway. Yeah. Take Rager, please take Rager. JJ, our second who's injured all of a sudden. I can't believe that happened. Um, and... His mom, I believe posted a picture of his finger. Um, JJ, our second white side. My buddy sent me the picture. I, I'm, I'll be able to tell. Based on it's either his mom or his sister. Um, I'm holding it up for you right now. Um, she tweeted out while you were throwing rocks, did you know that J Jaw tore ligaments and tendons in his finger on the first play of the game and his finger was dangling the whole time? All he wanted to do was to help his team win no matter what, even at the expense of his own health. No, he he was worried he was gonna lose his job. He didn't play well, and he didn't play well, so he's probably gonna lose his job. But um, in all honesty, um, hopefully he is okay. Because uh, nobody wants to see him get hurt, but uh, really weird that his mom, whose name is spelled wrong by the way, her name's Valerie, but it's spelled with an O instead of an E in the middle. The internet doesn't even give a shit about weird. them. Whatever. Uh, that was Valerie Whiteside, by the way. Prayers to Jay Jaw. Hopefully, he bounces back as a member of the Detroit Lions yeah. this year. At, at the very least, he'll get a um, an endorsement deal from Crisco and Butterfinger. Um, <laughs> So, um, so would you take Jameson Williams at, in the late first, or would you wait until the second? Maybe try to hope to get him later on. If he drops would, to the second round, I'll take him in the second. I would take a flyer on him as well. But I think he'll be long gone if he decides. It. He's a senior. 
Uh, I think he's going to declare. I don't think he's a senior. Oh, all right. If he's going to declare. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I know he's at Ohio State for at least two years. Um, Yeah, I don't think he'll land. If, if it's 15 and 16, I'll take him at 16. Oh, it doesn't matter, really. Uh, but we, I mean, let, let's look at it. He's a junior. You you possibly can get Calvin Ridley. You have Devontae Smith, Watkins, Greg Ward Jr. Probably going to keep Regalor. Unfortunately. J-Jaw is still there at six. I think they're going to cut ties with him, though. I think this is finally it for him. But you think, I think they will cut ties with Rager. He's not turning out to be the Tyreek Hill pick. Howie, swallow your pride. It was a bad pick. You know it. And his social media activity, like, he's a little sensitive. In Philly, you can't be sensitive. And Howie should know that of all people. Yeah. He left and came back. Yeah. Um, but let's, number one is Smith, who is opposite of him. Willis? Um, is that who you're going to go? Uh, well, I, I don't, th- if he's ready, yes. But, um, I mean, this is assuming you don't, assuming you don't get, um, Ridley, I think they're going to find somebody in free agency. I wouldn't be shocked if Allen Robinson, they make a run for him. Um, because a a veteran guy that uh, there's going to be, you could go ahead and get like a a Zay Jones or uh, a Tyrell Williams. I'm sure somebody will come available. Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios. Um, and they, it's been a while since Eagles had a good slot receiver, to be honest with you. Greg Ward's been fine, but Aguilar was really the last one they had. Braxton um, Barrios in the same yeah. slot. Allen Robinson gives me Alshon Jeffrey vibes. Don't well, give me I, that. It gives me the same sense because they're going out and getting an older guy From that the, will help. Chicago. Ugh. Yeah, that will help. And and honestly, um, Robinson was Alshon's replacement in Chicago because they needed a, a receiver for Trubisky. Um, but I'm talking about the tail end of that Alshon Jeffrey deal. I don't want that. Yeah. Get me out of there. I, I'm sure they'll find somebody. Um, but that's what I'm saying. So you basically answered your own question, though. You would not take Williams because if I he's would. not ready to, I would. If he, even if he's not ready, I, I would. I, I would make a process pick on him. And yeah, three first round picks. I do, in my heart of hearts, think they're going to trade one of those picks and get a pick for next year, maybe two picks for next year, because I know that in their back pocket they want to have a backup plan in case Hurts doesn't work out. And you may not like the QBs this year. You may not like Corral, who's hurt. Pickett, uh, Malik Willis. You may not like. Um, I'm I'm definitely forgetting one. Um, Stenson. Yeah, well, no, I don't want Michael Sarah. Um, <laughs> but next year, you do have a couple guys that could be coming out they might like, and they maybe want to have some draft capital and you know roll it over from this year to next year. Maybe they're not in love with all the prospects in the first round. The one thing I don't want to see them do is is package their guys. Or package their picks to move up. I'd rather go quantity over quality because I don't trust Howie anyway. Um, the more lottery tickets you have, the higher probability you hit on at least one. You think? They... All right, let's say they do not, and we'll, we can move on because we can talk about this all day. And, we, and Friday, we'll be talking more extensively about the Eagles and the playoffs. And we'll have a guest, Richard DeGro, will be returning. Yes, breaking news. <laughs> he was on episode three, wasn't he? Jesus. And he'll be making his return on episode 33. Talk uh, Eagles football. And then he'll be back for episode 333. <laughs> and I'm sure he'll be all over the college ranks too, and he'll probably have his uh, thoughts on Howie's. <laughs> I don't think he's a fan of Howie, so it should be interesting. Don't blame him. But let's say Howie keeps all the picks. 
15, 16, and what What do we say? 26? 27? Probably. They'll probably be like 23. All right, 23. You get Williams at the first pick, or second pick. If it's back-to-back, right? 15, 16? Either or. Williams, do you think they go center? Offensive line. I think what center? they do is they. I think they're going to grab Kelsey's going to be gone soon. I think they grab an edge rusher. I would definitely grab O-line if it's there because you got to think about replacing Kelsey. And then eventually you got to think about replacing Lane and Brooks. If Dickerson is your replacement for Kelsey, you can find a guard or you can draft a center to replace Kelsey. But you got to find one or the other. And you might have to replace Brooks too, which is another guard, and then potentially Lane in the future, which is a tackle. But you can wait to do, or you can hope Dillard works out. But Or do you go defense? Linebacking and uh, they, safety corners. They've historically, I don't think they've taken a linebacker in the first round in a long time. Yes, um, well, it depends on the draft. I don't yeah, really follow yeah. college football like that. They're going to um, need an edge rusher for sure because they're they're going to be thin there. Barnett's probably leaving. They got nothing from Kerrigan. Sweat was the only edge rusher they had this year that did anything. Dude, I forget Kerrigan's on the team. He had he two was tackles. A standout in in Washington. He had two tackles as an Eagle. Um, they're going to need linebackers, especially one that can play. You know, not like a, not like a rushing linebacker, but they need a guy that can play kind of like a field games. general. Yeah, like a like a field general type of player. They're gonna need a corner opposite Slay, but I think they're gonna they're gonna sign one versus drafting one. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're, sign. they need safety help, which I think they'll they'll sign. There's a lot of holes on this team. Um, I think they'll address tight end backup like number two tight end through free agency, and they're more likely to sign free agent receivers on the yard to draft any. And the last, what, five years, I think the only receiver they drafted has been worth anything aside from Smith is Quez, and he didn't even play his first year. Craziness. John Hightower got a bunch of snaps last year. So I, I think we'll find out. Um, real quick, do you want to give your way-too-early 2022 college football playoff prediction the four teams that will be in it? No, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, I think I answered it wrong. <laughs> All right, Alabama. Georgia, good defending champs. Um, these are my predictions, right? Or no, these are just yours. I, right. There's no right or wrong answer here. Well, I don't know if they they already projected it already. I you know, they may the have. A, my guess is our projections are going to be the same as theirs. Uh let me turn. Uh, let me see. Ah, oh, this freaking team. What is it? No, USC. Dark Horse USC. I think oh. Lincoln Riley gets them in. Yeah. Lincoln Caleb Riley. Williams. And number four. Let's go with uh, Deion Sanders and his team. <laughs> so I know, my... but seriously, I would probably go. Uh, fuck, what's the team? Texas A&M. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not going to go earth shattering with any of these. Um, I feel pretty strongly about them, though. Uh, Bama, I think, will be in it. I think you'll see Ohio State make a return. Um, I think you'll definitely get Clemson. I think they're going to make a return. I think you'll see better play from uh, the quarterback, DJ Uyagalele. And then I think Excuse the, four, the, uh, thank you. the fourth spot is either going to be Michigan or Notre Dame. I don't think Georgia gets in again. I was gonna say Michigan, but I think they're I think in rebuilding and Jim Harwell looks like he's gone and then I was gonna say Notre Dame, but as much as you hate them. 
I don't trust them, but they'll they'll probably go twelve and one or eleven and one, whatever the thing is. They'll probably lose one game, and it'll be like a high profile game. They'll, they'll lose to a, a a team that has a good resume, and then that'll be it. This year, Cincinnati. Yeah, or typical Notre Dame because they've been in the playoff twice, or they've right. been in the playoff once. They got bounced, and then they were in the national title game in 2012, and they got crushed by Bama. The uh, one of the AJ McCarron games. That was the day Brent Musburger fell in love with Olivia. McCarron. <laughs> um, oh man. Um. Oh, before we move on to the last segment, uh, you want to touch on uh, Nick Saban's uh, flowers that he gave to uh, Bryce Young and the other players. Nick Saban is the the I don't even know the best way Plus to explain we're touching him. Your w. I don't want to. You know. No, it's not one of my W's. I figured it was going to be one of yours. Nick Saban at the end of his press conference had his best defensive player and his best offensive player at the podium with him. And he made it a point when nobody else was asking him to do so. He made it a point to, to thank both of them and announce that, you know, those two guys were the reasons they were in or big contributors in getting them to the playoff championship and helping them almost win another championship. And he really wanted to show some recognition and give some respect for his guys. And I thought that was very, very cool. And it was um, beautiful. I think it was like they were they were getting up, and he extended his arms out. Put his arms out, and they sat down. And then he began to uh, you know praise them. So it was pretty cool uh, moment so for next day. He he might seem like a hard, but sometimes, but I think the reason that team is so great is because the respect that he gives to his players makes them want to play for him, and you can be stern without being comically, you know, without being a caricature of a head coach, like the next guy we're going to talk about. Lincoln. The, no, Joe Judge. Joe Judge. <sighs> double J? Who, the wrong Double J? Double J, and now he's in the unemployment line. Um, so Joe Judge wants to be that Belichick, Saban, Coughlin, Parcells, Gruden type. And he is now just another statistic. Joe Judge has been relieved of his duties as the head football coach of the New York Giants. Let's say a prayer for anybody that has to play the Giants next year uh, because they do not get the second bye. <laughs> um, so he's out two years, awful, both years. Everybody hates him. Um, his own mother slapped the uh, the stork that delivered him. And um, I, I'll be interested to see if he gets a job somewhere next year as a special teams coordinator like he was with the Patriots. Uh, I'm also interested to see who replaces him. Um, I think Friday what we'll do a little bit with Rich is maybe predict the replacements for, for, the vacant, yeah, for the vacated spots. But I think right. it's appropriate to maybe foreshadow with this. Um, if you had to take one guess, who do you think replaces Joe Judge? Look, I would go Brian Flores. He's the most logical replacement, but I think. I think Mara, he wants to make a sexy pick. Jim Harbaugh might be one. Pete Carroll might be another, bringing Russell Wilson with him. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be a free agent. I, think I thought you were going to tell me Aaron Rodgers is going to coach the team. <laughs> well, I mean, he does Jeopardy, so why not? I mean, Joe Judge got that job, so I think Aaron Rodgers can do a better job. Um, and they're trying to, you know, bring in free agents, big signings. 
like a Wilson, like a Rogers, Stafford, if he can't do it in L.A. You know how much we love Derek Carr if management doesn't like Carr for whatever reason. Carr's out there. I'll bring in Brian Flores, but they might do Jim Harbaugh or they might go for a sexy pick like a Sean Payton. But uh, I would go Brian Flores. Imagine Vic Vangio and Brian Flores. Yeah, I was going to say they might get the three-headed monster of three former head coaches coming there because I can see Nagy taking an offensive coordinator job with with a team like that. Damn. And then imagine Fangio goes there and is the D.C. So who knows? I think Flores is the most likely candidate. Um, There is a lot of stuff out there about him not, not really seeing Tua as a guy. That he can build around and win with. There's no shot that he thinks Daniel Jones is. So <laughs> or Glennon. Or Glennon or Jake Fromm. So stay farm. Interesting to see what um, what people think. I'm interested to see what Rich thinks when we talk to him Friday. Um, as well as the other coaching jobs. I think there's a lot of interesting Dude. candidates this year. And we'll uh, we'll get to that. I'm but, so excited to see Rich on this. He is yeah. going to bash giant fans. I'm excited to see what he has to say about Marcus Stroman leaving the Mets too. <laughs> But, yes, he is uh, our resident Met fan. He need one. Yeah. <laughs> As All right. We're called on. <laughs> Let's knock out our W's and L's before we both hit the hay for the uh, the rest of the evening. Yeah, me probably for the rest of the day. So um, out of it. How um, many of each do you have so we can figure out the order we're going to do here? Well, I have three now because we already did uh, hot rodding. I'm though. sorry about that. No, no, you're good. It was it was beautiful. Go out of your way, follow Instagram, Hot Rod, or whatever his you know Instagram handle is. I think it's... Great picture. Oh, I love it. Um, but Ooh, I have... I, I, I'm sorry, I have some, some news real quick. Um, so uh, Vikings are looking for a new general manager. Yeah. Um, Catherine Raich, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing her name incorrectly. Catherine is the first name, R-A-I-C-H-E, maybe Raichi. The Eagles VP of football operations believed to be the most senior ranking team personnel position. A woman has had held in the NFL has been requested to interview for the Vikings GM job per source. This is according to Adam Schefter. Um, Susan Tose Spencer was the first female general manager in NFL history in 1983. This is on the, uh, the heels of actually um, this might be on the heels of one of your, uh, one of your W's. Uh, uh, I have a, yeah. Ah, whatever. whatever. We'll, we'll get to it. Um, yeah. you want to? Do you want me to start with the uh, W real quick, or did you? You had something to say? No, I had three Ws. That was a three right. Ws and two so, Ls. I'll do it real quick. My uh, my first W is going to be Harrison Bader of the St. Louis Cardinals. He is um, the outfit, the starting center fielder for the Cardinals. Okay. Uh, one of the schools in the district, I guess, near where he lives in St. Louis, was short staffed. So he volunteered to be a substitute gym teacher for the day, which was pretty cool. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, for me, uh, this was just a silly one that I saw, but I thought it was funny. Apparently, a 13-year-old boy told his parents that when he becomes 99 pounds, I don't know if you saw this. No. When he, when he becomes 99 pounds, he wants to eat one pound of nachos so he could be <laughs> 1% nacho. And then it was, <laughs> Rob is dead. <laughs> and it was like a meme. And it looked, it looked like uh, Liam Nielsen playing like a role, like feign it. And then it said, in quotes, he is the chosen one. So I thought that was pretty funny. That was like a, a tremendous W. 
for some reason when you said that the picture that popped into my head was the end of the uh, the movie dodgeball where um where uh what's his name ben stiller is eating pizza on the couch and he looks like a fat slob um so yeah. um my second w the memphis grizzlies are offering the opportunity for fans who have uh so fans i think it's 12 and under yeah. if they have a jersey of another team so the other night john morant was like kind of like giving the stink eye to some kid with a steph curry jersey on the grizzlies are now offering the opportunity to swap out that jersey for a Jaron Jackson or John Morant jersey plus two tickets, which is pretty cool. I'll give up my uh, redacted jersey for that one. Oh, I would. I have three, so <laughs> or actually, I have two. I'm sorry. Um, all right, that was pretty cool. Good for uh, the Grizzlies seizing on the opportunity like yeah, that. I think it's cool. Um, my next one is a baseball one. You know, yeah, yes, Rob, a baseball, and back to the Dominican League. Uh, we talked about them. Uh, in a previous episode, the Aguilars, when they brought it in the the kid with the cardboard catcher's uh, gear. Yeah. Well, same team. They were in a game against, uh, if I had known, Gigantes, I believe. Anyway, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, courtesy of our boys over at John Boy Media, I believe, uh, the pitcher for the Aguilars did the Marcel Azuna selfie celebration after getting him out did you see this uh yes i thought that was pretty good a little uh sports selfie game and yeah Yeah. he was adamant so i don't know if it's like a friendly rivalry or whatnot but it was pretty cool and uh baseball it might not be back in mlb but around the around the world it's thriving it's good to see these mlb players play in their home countries um so my last w is going to be jim gardner six Mm -hmm. abc news Uh, um Yesterday, Tuesday. I'm sorry. Yesterday, Tuesday was his final eleven o'clock newscast. He will be doing six o'clock for one more year because he wants to see the pandemic retire before he does. But yesterday, he handed <laughs> off the eleven o'clock chair to Rick Williams, who is actually so Gardner's been there for forty five plus years. Rick Williams has been there for like twenty five years. So incredible depth at six ABC. Uh, Jim Gardner's a legend, a staple. Shout out to him. Uh, my last W is a wholesome one, but a funny one. Uh, a Bears fan, a female Bears fan, went to the game against the Vikings. And I don't know if you saw this. <laughs> I think it's also a courtesy of John Boy Media. Um, her sign reads, I named my cancer after Kurt Cousins because it's getting sacked. So that was pretty funny. Uh, I believe Kurt Cousins did get sacked, but they ended up winning the game anyway. But crazy. They're overpay. And, yeah. Good for her, and hopefully she beats cancer quicker. And uh, that was fun. Hopefully the cancer doesn't make as much money as Kirk Cousins. God. How many L's do you have, sir? Two. I have three. Um, so right. I'll start with my first one. It's going to be Devin Booker oh, being a baby. We also got the same one. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah, you're good. Uh, Devin Booker got mad at the mascot at the Raptors arena because he was the only, I guess, spectator. And Booker was trying to shoot a free throw, and the mascot was distracting him, and Booker poopied his diaper. But he and, still uh, sunk the shot. Made the shot, but he complained afterwards. He went two for two. <laughs> just annoying. And then there's memes all over the place. The ma- the mascot changed his profile picture on Twitter, and so did Devin Booker. Uh, it's it's silly, but it was fun at the same time. I feel bad for the Canadian fans. They can't watch yeah. a proper basketball game. And it's an exciting team. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that was also my Elsa. You go again, sir. Okay. So speaking of poopy diapers, uh, Paul Jeez. Pierce... Um, over the last few days, um, oh compilations God. have been put on Twitter of 
LeBron James highlight reels solely against Paul Pierce. And we're up to two now, about three minutes long a piece. And Paul Pierce, who's one of the most obnoxiously annoying people on TV, um, it's fun to watch just LeBron dunk on him and, and block every one of his shots. I think it's hilarious that um, that there are just LeBron videos that are solely against Paul Pierce. <laughs> Paul Pierce is taking forever L's. Good. As he goes on. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I don't um, think I've ever taken a poop big enough that I needed a wheelchair. Jesus. Um, and my last L, or really my first L, <laughs> uh, goes to Carson Wentz. Ooh. And uh and this is on the heels of Frank Wright's recent comments on his would-be quarterback. We missed that in the rundown, didn't we? Yes, we did. Sorry about that. No, it's all good. Um uh no, actually nobody nobody did. I don't it's think not even on here. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not even on there. <laughs> My bad. We'll um, talk about it Friday. <laughs> Frank Wright, yeah, right. Frank Wright is now non committal on Carson Wentz starting for the Colts in 2022. And here's a small quote. As far as Carson, I mentioned this the other day with individuals. We love the team we had this year. Uh, Reich began when asked if Wentz will be the team's starting quarterback in 22. He says, everyone we brought this year, we expected to play winning football. Next year's roster will be next year's roster. I'm not going to evaluate or talk about anybody. I'm just going to open it up with one player and then start talking about all of them. So, dot, 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 dot. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and he also says, yes, as I sit here right now, I want Phillip Rivers to be my starting quarterback. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, um, so, I don't know. <laughs> All right. My final L, I'm going to read you the yardage numbers for two NFL players. Um, one of them is a wide receiver drafted in the first round with 469 yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the second one is a wide receiver that was also a first-round draft pick who finished the season with 299 yards. I know where you're going uh, with this. One of these receivers is currently on the Eagles roster wearing number 18, and the other one is in jail. Henry Ruggs finished the season with more receiving yards than Jalen Rager. And I hope that is the last season Jalen Rager plays as an Eagle. And how many games did uh, Henry Ruggs play? He went to jail week eight. Tragic. I hate to leave the episode on such a negative note, but uh, let's uh, let's not do the Jalen Rager thing anymore. I mean, we could pile on Joe Judge a little bit more. Yeah. All right, real quick. Worst, worst, uh, quarter, ah, worst coaching hire, uh, Joe Judge or Ben McAdoo by benching Eli, or was uh, it the Joe Judge, Judge going for it back to back quarterback sneak on your own? Judge, floor? Judge was the worst hire because McAdoo made sense. He was the OC and they bumped him up the head coach, and other teams wanted him. In fact, the Eagles actually wanted McAdoo in 2016, really. And because, and when they couldn't get him, they hired Doug. So ah. imagine, imagine had that not gone sideways. We would have saw whoever quarterback we were would have been benched for somebody else. Yeah, well, Bradford would have been playing. Oh, uh, you know what would have happened? They would have benched Kelsey for one game. Yeah, they never would have broken that streak. Jesus. All right. All Russell, right. Let's, let's send us away as we go All right. into the night. So Friday, we'll talk to you again. We'll talk to you on Friday. You'll hear us on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Rich DeGroat will be joining us, um, barring any weird you know, obstacles or bumps in the road. Uh, we're going to break down the su- Saturday, Sunday, and Monday matchups. We'll give you score predictions. We'll talk a little bit of the coaching carousel. We'll touch on some basketball. Kind of just have a fun one on Friday. 
Um, yeah. So we'll talk to you then. Yep, Lucy Goosey. We'll maybe throw together a top five. See how much time we have left. Uh, but that's what we have on the docket for now. Joel, any last words? Oh, nope, that's it. I'll see you Saturday. Sounds good. All right, guys. Enjoy. Bye.